Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Now let's get into our July 2020 profit report. You guys. (laughs) I don't know. This year has just been super satisfying. I don't know if it was the this time last year. I mean, I guess it was a little more fallish this time last year, but we had like decided and declared out loud to you that we were on this mission to get to 30% reoccurring profit months. And at the time, it felt like climbing like a mountain like we just were really struggling and had spent all this time and all this money trying to figure it out like who makes up our team like what are our products how are we selling our products and something about this year just really clicked for us yeah we as you guys know we started sharing our profit reports last fall I think September last September was our first one with this goal to kind of honestly just hold ourselves accountable. We know that you guys like to hear behind the scenes. We also kind of restructured how we did our profit reports. We don't do it like a lot of other people do it where we don't share actual numbers, not that we don't want to, but we honestly think they're super distracting and give you like put you in a space of comparisonitis. And no one needs to suffer from that along with everything else that we're dealing with this year. And so we wanted to showcase more of the percentages, the breakdowns of our expenses, our profit, and just big picture decisions that we make every single month in order to reach our goals, things that we're letting go, things that we're disappointed by, things that we're excited about. So we started that last September in the hopes of being held accountable to reach this goal that felt honestly really unattainable. It felt Mm -hmm. unattainable to get consistently. I won't say it was unattainable. I'm like, I know we can do that for sure. Like once or Mm -hmm. like every six months, but consistently was where I was like, oh, but Abby and I had (laughs) some really, really big conversations last year in the sense of what kind of business owners do we want to be? What do we want to be doing? What do we want to be chasing? How do we want to feel while we're doing all of this work? And for us, we decided, and we call it, it's not necessarily a name, but like, I don't know, slow, consistent, steady growth. Mm-hmm. And we have finally let go of the sexiness of big flashy launches, of the sexiness of fast, rapid, look at me growth in order to unlock something that was more secure, that was more stable, that made us not anxious every single month, that like made us not like 
second guess every decision we were making literally every day. Did you feel that last year? The second guessing? For sure. The second guessing, the like a little bit of panic, the, I don't know. It was just a lot of bit of panic. (laughs) There was just all this, it came from this space of like feeling really out of control and not really knowing what the next steps were. And there was just something about the beginning of the year where we just gave ourselves permission to stop caring literally at all what anyone else is doing. Focus on what we were really passionate about, excited about sharing what was working, pouring into not only this business, but giving ourselves permission to also pour into our other businesses. And there was something about that that just like brought this level of ease that I think has just allowed us to ultimately work way less and Mm -hmm. have way less stress. Our team is smaller. Everything's simpler. Like, but there's kicking ass. Like, yes, it's all working. Yeah, working. (laughs) Yeah, I heard. So before we dive into percentages and stuff, I heard this analogy the other day. I do not know who came up with it, and I don't know where I heard it. So I'm not crediting these sources, but I did not come up with this. So don't at me on this. We get asked all the time, and I don't know if you. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you get asked this question too in your personal business, in your personal brand. But I kid you not, nearly every single day, I get an email, a message, a DM, something from someone asking about, and sometimes it's backwards. It's not like a full on question, but it's like, oh my God, like how did you get so much done today? Or, oh, you're so productive. Or how do you do it all? How do you juggle it all? How do you manage it all? And Abby and I kind of laugh when we get the, especially when I get those questions, because I like to I feel like I'm a lazy entrepreneur. I'm a lazy business owner. I'm literally laying in bed right now doing this podcast episode. But that doesn't mean I'm not productive. And it doesn't mean I get a lot of stuff done. And so what it made me kind of like, really truly think about is, how do I get so much stuff done? How am I productive? How can I break this down to help other people kind of understand it in their own headspace? And truly for weeks, I was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I still don't really know the answer. But I heard this analogy and it really, really resonated with me and it resonated with how we decided to do our business at the very beginning of this year. The story is kind of just like, the idea is every single one of us has, we're juggling so many balls in the air, right? Especially in the middle of a pandemic, especially with at-home school starting again, job loss, businesses starting. There are so many balls in the air for every single one of us your job, and it can only be your job, is to identify which of those balls are glass and which are plastic. And then you have to let some of those plastic ones fall to the ground. Because you can pick those up at a later date if you want to, you don't have to, if you want to, and there will be no harm, no foul done to that plastic ball. The glass balls are your important ones. They're the ones that you can't drop because it would have shattering effects. And I think that's something that I've really identified personally for a while now. And I feel like our business has also really leaned into that at the start of this year. And we continue to get better at that by identifying like, nope, this is a plastic ball. It's got to go right now. We may or may not pick this up later, but I'm not going to think about it right now. Or this ball's really important and we need to keep it in the air and it's going to pay off big time if we do. And so 
I don't know. That analogy just really stuck out to me and resonated with me. So if you guys haven't heard that before, there you go. Yeah. Well, and I think perhaps one of the things that really has helped us stay aligned and kept us moving forward on things, Emily and I have no shortage of ideas. Okay. Like, there's <laughs> no, I could come up with a launch. I could come up with a product. I could come up with a new, new business today. Let's brainstorm a new business. Well, people asked me that yesterday. They're like, literally, how do you turn everything into a business? I said, it's a conscious effort to not turn everything into a business. To not. I have to tell myself no every day. All the time. <laughs> okay. All the time. So if you think I'm doing a lot now, there's so many more things I could be doing. Another but I, business I'm about to start, you guys. Really? Oh. <laughs> in like next year. Oh, Lord. I have to learn some stuff first. Okay. So all of that to say, I one, giving yourself permission to say no to your ideas, but also like we kind of made this strategy and I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just us attempting to stay focused or if it was us just like trying to not put too much on our plate. But I definitely know part of it was literally the fact that COVID happened and we couldn't plan too far in advance. Yeah. COVID was like, I'm going to push all these plastic balls out of the air for you. Right. (laughs) And probably a glass one or two. Yeah. So like there was no 90 day plan. Okay. (laughs) Like there was no annual plan. Like I was just talking to our ads team yesterday and they're like, do you have any big launches coming up? And I was like, I I mean, maybe this thing that we kind of sort of talked about, but like literally have planned zero things about it. I'm like, I barely am thinking 30 days ahead at this point. But what that has kind of allowed us to do is we don't have any big outside projects going on. Like literally we sell what we have and like we're working on our next shop drop and like. And we just keep doing that. And we just keep doing it. And like, instead of like, oh, and let's launch it in a new way. And let's try this. And let's try that. Which is ironic because we're about to tell you all the new things we tried in July. But well, and I think, and we'll describe how it is different. It's still the same product. Yes. We didn't try a new selling technique until seven months into launching it. Correct. But for the most part, it was, oh, I think we should maybe redo this or we should maybe work on this. And every time we're like, meh or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There is one thing I do want to tweak, but for also (laughs) the only reason why I want to tweak it is to take more off of our plate next year. Mm. So I'm curious what that is, but you know what it is. Okay. Well, I'll just talk in code. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure I know, but I'm like, wait, what are you referring to? Anyway, let's talk about the shop because not all that surprising at this point. The shop makes up 49% of our business in July. (laughs) And we had our biggest growth month yet in July. So on average, we've been bringing in about a hundred new members. Now keep in mind there's churn. Okay, guys, like it's not, we're not magicians that keeps every new person that comes in the door. Okay. Like we have churn like any other membership, but this was our biggest growth month because I think one, we decided it was going to be, 
And then we had our actions match our goals. And those actions were not complicated though. And I think that's the part that like, I want to give you so much grace in is that like, you do not have to have this like crazy complicated launch and like all of these moving pieces and this, that, and the other thing for it to be successful. Now, do I think our launch was more complicated than other people's perhaps, but like for us, it was really, it all came down to social media, some emails and one webinar. Yep. And the webinar for you could be an IG live, a Facebook live, a set of video series, a pre-recorded video, like that part doesn't matter. Right. We did a live because that's what we're really used to. That's what how we love. Yeah. We did a webinar because that's how we love teaching, yeah. but like don't equate that to the only reason why it worked. Because for sure. we had hella tech issues. Oh my God. It was stupid. It's still Our worked. most tech issued webinar ever, literally ever. And one of our highest converting webinars. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. What is this job anyways? I don't know. I literally don't have any idea. So if you guys listened to, there was a previous episode with Shantae Grant where we kind of talked about her launch strategy, which Emily was like, hey, can I swipe this launch strategy? And she's like, yeah. go girl, do your thing. Yeah. So basically all it was, was we decided on a push goal, like a stretch goal of like, if we got to X members, what would like really blow us away? And I'll tell you right now, you guys, we didn't hit it and it didn't matter. Okay. No, so like, no, it wasn't the point. It wasn't the point. But what we did do was declare our goal publicly and we made people a part of the journey and the process. And we almost gamified it. Yeah. And yeah. I think the reason that was really successful was because we just couldn't shut up about it. Like in like the best of ways. Like, right. you know, I think you see some people and they're like, they just keep talking and talking you're and like, talking. Got it. And you're like, yeah. gosh. That's what I talked to Shantae about in that episode is she's literally, and and this is what we've been saying all year. So I'm sure you're sick of us saying this, but like, when you're super freaking excited and passionate about the thing that you're putting out into the world, you can't physically stop talking about it. Right. You can't emotionally stop talking about it because you come from a place of service first mm -hmm. and foremost. And this is how Shantae feels about her product that she gamified. She was just like, I'm talking about this every day anyways. Now let's make it extra fun. Right. And so... I think the thing that people worry about is that you're going to annoy people. But here's the thing. The people that are interested, like get more focused and yes. they like some people need more touch points. But if you're sharing five, six, seven testimonials a day, yeah. which like was literally what was happening. And you do that enough days in a row, people are going to be like, oh, gosh, okay. Like, why haven't I done it already? Like, they're yeah. convincing themselves. And like, you're not, you're not pushing anyone to do anything. Mm -hmm. You're just continuing to show how much love there is around what you're putting out there. Yeah. And I've seen this trend recently that's just like driving me bananas. Go on it, your rant. Let's oh, hear it. 
I went on a rant the other day on Instagram. I just left it at one slide, but I could have gone on and on and on. I but wish like, you would have. I might still. We'll see. But like, I don't understand why people feel the need to compare themselves to any other company or brand in order to elevate their own message. Like literally at all. I'm like, A, it comes across as a little desperate. And like also the people that do support the other side, if we're picking sides, because some of these things that you guys are picking sides on are the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Like it's so goofy. What are you talking about specifically? Like if emails should be templates or like plain text or like which hill that someone wants to die on yeah or like which landing page software is the ultimate choice it's like Mm -hmm. who cares Mm -hmm. like these are Mm -hmm. not this is not politics this is not religion this is not a social issue you guys get on your soapbox and like do what you want with those issues that is your choice on how you want to show up with that but what i don't understand is people literally trying to tear someone else down literally for their own benefit. When in fact, it makes you look dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, so all of this, I could go on for days, but all of this to say. And and not even doing that. And what I've seen also is, and we've seen this with our students literally forever, but the amount of time and energy that's spent weighing the pros and cons of one email service provider versus another, one landing page. Well, this one does this, but this one does this. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and it was great. This is to no fault of her own. She wanted to use one email service provider because it was prettier and landed her in primary, but the other service provider is built straight into Shopify e-commerce platforms and gives you so much data about your customers and the decisions that they're making, which to me is more important even than pretty emails. And she was like, well, this one lands you in promo tab, and I don't know if this one will and now I'm stressed out about it. I'm like, at the end of the day, as a product company, you're promoting, like that's what you're doing. And so Gmail sets up those filters for a reason. And all you have to do then is educate your customers as to why they need to check their promo tab for your emails or how they can star your email. So it pops up in their primary or, and I gave her like five other options, but I'm like, don't beat the email service provider up because they're doing exactly what they legally should be doing. Right. Like you're promoting. That's what you're doing. You're going to land in promo. Market that. It's fine. It's really okay. I have an 87% open rate and I land in promo. So clearly it's not a problem. I think there's just this thought that like, if you pick one thing over another, that it's going to make or break your business. And then you use that as a hill to like, try to attract customers. And it looks so weird to me. Like I get So, I mean, we're an affiliate for all sorts of things, but Mm -hmm. like, if you want to sit down and talk pros and cons for a minute, I will happily tell you. I'm the queen of pros and cons. I love doing that. I will happily tell you what's going on with one of their competitors. And I might still tell you why I think this one's better, but like, that's not what I'm using as a sales tactic. Right. What (laughs) What I'm trying to say is... Your customers' stories, your customers' mm-hmm. results, your Matter, customer, how they feel, how they like, what kind of confidence they have, whatever. I don't care what feeling or result you're getting them, but that yep. will serve you far more 
far more than you saying anything yourself. And I think for so long, I mean, to know, well, definitely to our fault of our own. In fact, I think we just got so caught up in talking about features that like, we didn't always do a great job of sharing stories, but the reason if now like stepping back, like really looking at Trello, the reason I think Trello has been so successful is without us putting any level of effort into it. We have hundreds of success stories and they're all over the landing page. Oh, I'm sure. All over the landing page. They're all over social. They're all over like, and we don't even have to like pull it out of people. And the same thing is happening in the shop where people are like, oh my God, like I just, this is so beautiful. Or this helped me land this client. Or like, I'm so excited about XYZ thing because this made this easier. Like, we don't have to pull that out of anyone. But when we showcase it on a consistent basis, we see growth. Funny enough, when we stop doing those things, guess what happens? (laughs) Growth slows down. Okay. (laughs) So we spent all month, which sounds like heavy, but like we did it intentionally. We're like, we're not going to do this every month for the rest of the year. Like that would be a lot, but we will have these like saturated moments in time where we are all about it all the time. But like giving them the like gamification of if we go here together, if you help us get here together, you'll get this bonus. And then we added on the webinar, which we hadn't tested a webinar yet for the shop. And we've never honestly done a webinar with this low price of an offer before, ever. Nope, nope. Well, my very first webinar, the course was $47. Okay, well... Other than other five than years that. ago, other than like, five years ago, oh, we hadn't ever done something that low price, and so, but it worked really, really well. Yeah, despite like you guys, everything that could go wrong did. Like literally, like we had outside noise. We had like we had to change platforms in the middle of the webinar. I was screen sharing so many things and like I did my best to keep it organized, but it was like, I definitely know some people left the webinar confused. <laughs> like, <laughs> So like we learned a lot, and but it, we had never done a webinar like that one. Like right. it, it was not only a different topic, the way we taught was different. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of took some principles and I'll say this, because I do think it's really helped us with our mindset as we've treated our shop, our membership more like a SaaS product than we have a membership or a, I mean, whatever other way you want to look at it. And because of that, I think we have taken different actions and showcased our product in a different way. And while we ultimately don't sell a software, Everything we build integrates with the software. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so because of that, like we have to be mindful that these users need to know and understand software. And so like mm-hmm. if that's what's going to happen, like you have to be willing to teach them and educate them and like show value. And so 
that's been huge. But I was really pleasantly surprised with how Me too. much growth we saw for the shop in July. Me too. Yeah. We got like in the webinar, we got like what we normally get on like a good week in like 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Which is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're doing it again and I'm excited about doing it again. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be better this time. It'll be less confusing and cross your fingers, no tech issues. Cross your we fingers on that one for those. sure. <laughs> now, the part that I can't quite wrap my head around though is Strategy Academy like blew up. Yeah, it had a moment. It was like, um, you're going to pay attention to the shop this month and do a webinar for the shop. Well, look at me. I'm just going to perform well on my own. Honestly, you guys, we had as good of a month with SA as we have in the past when we launched SA. And that was all mm-hmm. we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Strategy Academy is like a true middle child that's jumping up and down to get attention. Oh, 100%. Trello is our oldest that's outperformed everything from day one has been a shining star. And the shop is our baby where it's just like the newest, freshest little cultivated little tiny little baby. Mm-hmm. We have three children, you guys. Uh-huh. Well, SA was definitely like, hello, pay mm-hmm. attention. But like in a Did good way, not, not like a screaming way. It was like, let me just like get A's on all my tests uh-huh. and like, yep. <laughs> so <maybe they'll> love me. <laughs> the thing is, you guys, I just want, I feel like I need to be super clear is that like, we don't love just like with your kids, like you don't love them <laughs> any less. Your heart just grows. They all just serve us in different ways. They each have their own personality. And like, as a mom, you're not going to, quote, pick a favorite out loud, but you all have a favorite, but that doesn't mean you love your other children less. So, but for real, Strategy Academy, I'm still so passionate about the program and I know it's changed lives and like, it's been amazing to watch. Like yeah, we had we, a girl. You guys, we wouldn't have it if we didn't believe in it still. So like oh, don't 100%. take this as like literally we're the first to cut things out. We went on a cutting spree this year. And that one we were like, do you realize how good this program is? Mm-hmm. For real. Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. If you guys haven't taken a chance to look at it, it's honestly A to Z, how to build your business from the ground up. And you can go check it out at bossproject.com slash dream job. You guys, this workshop is so good. So worth your time. So worth your time. Okay. So Trello. Uh Uh-huh. Trello just... I don't have any other words to say about it because we've talked about it to kingdom mm-hmm. come, mm-hmm. but it continues to be significant. So yeah. 12% this month. When we, I don't know if you said essays, so essays at 34%. Oh, yeah. The shop was at 49% and Trello's at 12%. So that's the Correct. breakdown of stuff, mm-hmm. which we predicted the shop would be 50%. I think we predicted it this month and it happened in the previous month. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, it's 49, but like it's half our business. Okay. It's a significant portion of what we're doing every month. So quarterly though, we have big affiliate payouts or sponsorship payouts. And so July was a good month in that arena. I didn't put a percentage because it doesn't matter. You guys don't necessarily need to see all that to know that it's an important aspect of what we do. But we did do a promotion, even though the shop grew bigger than we've ever grown it. We did pour into our sponsorships this month and like Dubsado had their birthday sale and we had a goal and like whipped that goal's butt. (laughs) Yes, we did. It's always so, you know, so surprising and so unexpected when you're, you know, repping another brand and being an affiliate for someone or just a 
sponsor or partner, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is that you're doing, where part of it feels like really exciting and cool and also scary because like you don't have control over every step of the process. But truly, Dubsado has been like such an amazing brand partner for many years now. We love, love what they've got going on over there. And we talk to them I mean, every single week, almost every single day about stuff that we've got going on and working on. So to be able to help out with this celebration for them and for y'all was so fun. Yeah. And I know there's going to be more fun things coming this year. So just keep your eyeballs out. It's going to be good. And if you haven't tried Dubsado yet, or you're like, wait, what's that? Go to bossproject.com slash Dubsado. And if you're running a client-based business, hands down. Yeah. You guys need to be paying attention to what they're doing over there. Yep. Okay. So let's quickly go through some expenses and then let's talk about the fun part, you know, because profits where it's at. Mm -hmm. And I also have a few like catch up numbers from like just comparing to where we were last year. So cost of goods sold is on target. Our goal is to keep cost of goods sold under 30%. Keeping in mind, advertising makes up the vast majority of that. We hit 27 of that 23.5% was advertising. That was, we, ironically enough, we actually grew our spend and spent more in July, but we made so much more that it looks like less, but that's how percentages work. So and typically a lot like this was technically a launch month for, for right. two things really. And so if you take that into consideration, if you are running ads, you're typically going to spend more when you're launching something because you're doing some nurture content, you're reminding them of the event or the cart opening and then cart close or bonuses expiring and retargeting ads and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. that was up literally because we were launching. Yeah. And I'm excited to see some growth there. We've been really consistent in our spend probably since the beginning of the year. And we haven't really grown it necessarily. But now that we kind of are seeing, not kind of, we are seeing really consistent, like our sales are super consistent, Mm -hmm. which is Fantastic. It makes for a much more predictable business. The ups and downs of launching was just a lot for Emily and I. And I really prefer this like just gradual uptick in our MRR. It's quite nice. So we are kind of playing around with what it looks like to scale ads now that we're seeing the kind of like consistent results that we want. So More to come on that. More to come. (laughs) Our contractors are golden. Our goal with that is to be under 20%. And they were only 12.5. So technically, we have room for growth there. But like, I'm really happy with where our team is at. So we're still all good in the hood. (laughs) There's definitely people we want. I think I said this last time where we go from like, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. To then it's like, oh, there's like five people who would be great to have to the team. But I think like last year, our version would have been like, okay, let's write those job descriptions and start interviewing and get hiring and get people in and like hire like two back to back or something. And now we're just like, we're letting it simmer. We're letting it sit. And there's just, there's nothing urgent. Like, again, that missing role is a plastic ball. We can drop it. We can pick it up. We can examine it. 
it's not a glass ball right now. It's not the mm-hmm. make or break of our business. And so mm-hmm. it can be dropped whenever we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And could it help improve? Sure. But like, sure. I think we've had this very strict, like, if you can't prove to me the direct return on investment right away, I'm not even really going to consider it. And payroll was 11%, but I did call Emily yesterday and told her she was getting a raise. So she was pretty, pretty excited about that. (laughs) We've been really conservative with how much we've paid ourselves given how big our business is. And don't get us wrong. I want to preface this with we have always paid ourselves. Like we've oh, always yeah. made money from day one from this business. Mm-hmm. We are not in a position, nor do we want to be, even if we were, to be like, oh, I just won't pay myself to like have this business grow forever and always. That's like not what we've done. So that might have changed over the years as we want to be in a growth period or a savings period or just like refigure our shit out period. But Paying ourselves at the end of the day is the number one priority for us to figure out. And then everything comes after that. Mm -hmm. And I do not feel guilty about that. Mm -mm. Nope. It's been good. So I'm excited about where that's going, though. I'll take a raise any day. Yep. 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 You can give me one tomorrow, too, if you want. One tomorrow? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about profit, you guys. In July, we saw a 47% profit margin. Remember, our goal is 30. I'll take it and run with it and like love on it. Oh, it feels so good. And like even with, I don't know if you guys remember, but like at the height of COVID, not well, I keep saying that. That's not true. Yeah. When COVID started. Yeah. Yeah. And the panic was at the height, at least in our business. We did have a month that was really tight. Yep. Yep. But we've been profitable every year this month or every year this month, (laughs) every month this year. Yep. And our average profit for the year is 36%. That feels so good. So good. Mm, 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 mm. Now, here's the kicker because I like numbers that I like celebrating. Mm-hmm. So, well, Abby knows like before these meetings, she pulls numbers and I don't even have to ask her or tell her anymore, but it's always just like, can you find some comparisons? Can you give me like this time to last year to this time to this time to, because that's where my brain is like, oh, growth and I see it and that's so uh-huh. cool. So, yeah. she's coming in with, with some cool stuff. Yes. So, This time last year, Emily and I were in a bit of a pickle and like, and just not feeling good about anything. Like, so stressed, so anxious. It was a very hard time in our business. We had solid revenue, but like, and solid expenses. (laughs) It was, it just felt like it was disappearing in front of our eyes. So, because it was. (laughs) (laughs) So, Now, like the end of July compared to this time last year, our revenue is up over 40%, which is, that's a lot. That's a lot, okay? (laughs) And as a kicker, Mm -hmm. we dropped our expenses over $100,000. 
I just, y'all, the year that we cut expenses with a butcher knife, lasered our focus, dropped all of the plastic balls, we're coming out on top. Mm-hmm. Yes. For ourselves. Like, and this is where we've stopped at the comparison. Because when I say it gets you into comparisonitis, because we were feeling it too. So like yeah. we're coming out on top with ourselves. Yeah. I have no clue where we are in comparison with other people because I don't give a shit. And I honestly have no idea what they're doing. No either. idea. Like none. 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 I literally like, stopped paying it. Baby giraffe falling on Instagram because that's what I watch. <laughs> He's learning to walk. No, I've not seen it, but I need to see it. Okay. No, I literally, you guys, I made a decision that instead of paying attention to what other people were doing in our industry, I started paying attention to what our customers were doing. And I would DM them when they were sharing about their business and I would give them some love. I started following people because I just thought they were fun or mm-hmm. I liked how their house looked or we started I liked following TikTokers. Yes. I started following comedians, people that made me laugh and cry. Yes. Like, and I just let go of so much of the baggage that I was carrying around trying to be enough or yeah. be worthy or be like other people in our industry. And I feel like we've, we've done things that are really different than the average. And it's hard to say, because I literally don't even know what anyone else is doing. (laughs) But I don't see anyone with anything like the shop. And it has been a blessing. And like, so freeing. And I tell Emily all the time, I'm like, literally, I don't understand how we work as little as we do sometimes. Yeah. But, and well, an assignment, one of those things where, cause I also feel like that, that sometimes has been a, a toxic storyline for even me to listen to of just like, look at how, like I can just sit at the beach and do, and like, look how little I work. Like, sure. I don't know. It's a weird thing because it's not to say that we don't work. And I feel like that's oh. a whole other episode. And I know that's not what you're saying. No. Um, I feel like that's a whole episode in and of itself, but it's just like, I don't know. The more we've let go, the more we've cut off of our plate has enabled us to focus more on the things that actually matter and make a difference. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not that we're not working. It's just that we're not like doing, we're not doing all the, the busy stuff. Right. And I right. do think one of the things we have done this year, which has been really interesting just from like a hiring perspective is in years past, we definitely delegated things that we weren't <laughs> that like slowed us down or like weren't our, good stuff or whatever. But this year we've delegated things that I know both of us are excellent at Mm -hmm. and we empowered other people Mm -hmm. to be in charge of them or like give a shout out to you for a second because delegating has not been your forte. It is not something you are innately good at. I'm really good at delegating, really good at delegating because I'm lazy and I don't want to do anything. Abby, it definitely has much more of like of a control 
tendency in task and and loves the things like it's not of just like she's it's not coming and I'm going to speak for you for a second but it's not like she's coming from a space of like I'm the only one who can do this in the right way there's just a like let me just put the last eyes on it let me just look at this over here and we had a conversation what's this four months ago ish where so we have these conversations just for a little peek behind the curtains guys we are on the phone a lot and we hop on zoom a lot we're talking a lot and 90 percent honestly of the conversation is personal or our side businesses and then we'll talk about like boss project stuff or whatever but one of these phone conversations early this year I don't know, you were going through some stuff, you're processing some stuff, you still had a lot on your plate. I didn't feel like I had a lot on my plate. And we we always like to have an even playing field. One of us doesn't ever like to be like, well, I feel like I'm doing all the work over here and you're not doing anything. So we want to get the other person to not do all the work. Like it's not about this person picking up more work. It's about the other person doing less work. And so we're on the phone and I said, okay, we just been talking boss project stuff. Can I have a conversation with you as a friend and not as your business partner? And she's like, all right. And I said, you're doing way too much shit. Like you need to get better. 100% you have to get better at delegating. You have to learn how to do it. It's a skill that you need to practice. Here's some tips. Try this next time. Like, let me know. And I don't know if you went and did some soul searching of that on your own time too, but like you got really good at it. And I'm super proud of you. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) It it has definitely been a conscious effort. Yeah, it has to be. But then when you get a taste of it, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this again. (laughs) This isn't all that bad. And I think I used to try to, again, I think control gives you a sense of security, whether false or not. Right. And so me controlling lots of these aspects of our business was an attempt to feel like I had some level or power over it because I was scared and because I was intimidated. And I think there's just been something that's come alive in me that like, I know that we're going to be fine and like the business will continue to grow and continue to have amazing. I mean, yes, like it takes a level of maintenance. It takes work, yes. like, um, but it's we're not in communication with our team every day. We have team meetings. We're in and out of stuff. Like, it's not like we're able to, like, we're not the checked out. This isn't our business anymore. Just write me the check. But there is, there was that phase two of, okay, we're too in it. Our brains need to be more open in order for us to grow. Well, and I think is like, this sounds really terrible, but I'll, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I think there was a level of, I have so many like self, like security issues that like, me selling a product that I 100% made on my own made me feel less secure because any sort of self-doubt would like leak over into my selling and marketing. But specifically with the shop, we don't make the, I mean, our team makes the templates, but like I am not the one physically designing the thing that goes out into the universe. And I think there's just this level of, a like empowering people that you think are more talented than you are like hands down. But then also I don't have, there's no doubt on the back end because I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's the shit. Like, oh, like, <laughs> <It's> great. 
pretty fantastic. Good yeah. luck finding it anywhere else. Like, cause I know what it takes to do, like put out the level of product that we have. And like, I know how talented our team is. And like, because of that, I can be both really proud of them and elevate it from like a marketing and sales perspective that I struggled with when I made and produced every aspect of what we put out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think this conversation I feel like deserves its own podcast. So jot this idea down of how we learned how to delegate. Cause I think we both come from it from two different spaces, but totally. hopefully, you know, this, another profit episode was helpful for you guys. I'm really, really proud of us this month and this year. I can't wait to continue to share this stuff with you to get a full year of data in our new way of doing business. I think it's going to be really exciting. Thank you for listening. I can't wait to see your review and your rating. (laughs) Go share that over on Instagram. Tag us at Boss Project. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.